Hey y'all, this is Mel Offlerbach, and you're listening to Season 3 of Green Juice and Tequila. Hey y'all, this episode is being sponsored by Olive You Nanny. Olive You Nanny is a unique nanny agency that will help you find the perfect nanny to fit your family and your family's needs. Now, I can just tell you being a mom and at points in my life, I was a working mother. Knowing that your family and your kids are in care of someone who loves them, who has all the background certifications to make you feel comfortable and confident is so crucial and important. But it's also kind of hectic to try to find an interview and do background checks and all this crazy stuff on your own. And that's really what all of you nanny does for you. They take out all the legwork. Basically, they just tell you, just breathe, and they've got you covered. So with their expertise, expertise, they will give you all the information you need ever to find and keep and enjoy your nanny. Their agency can match you with a full-time, part-time, summer, or temporary care nanny. They even do nanny shares, you guys. I didn't even heard of nanny shares until she started explaining to me what those are. So they can help you even with an occasional, hey, we, we need a night out sitter too. So give them a call. They're going to fill out an application online, and they will contact you and take you from there. I promise you, all of you nanny is going to find the perfect nanny for you. This gal who owns this company... Sarah Davis. She's been in the industry for over 20 years. The fact that they're in eight different cities and have worked with some of these high-profile, successful businesses, and their nanny turnover is so slim to none, that just goes to show you that they truly do find you the perfect nanny. So you guys, go check out allofyounanny.com. Let them know that Green Juice and Tequila sent you, and they're going to take care of all of your nanny needs. Well, hello, y'all. It's Mel Offlerbach, and we're in season three of Green Juice and Tequila. I am just so excited to continue moving through this season with some amazing, strong, influential women. I'm like actually so pumped and excited to share this journey and story of my next guest, who has made such an impact on the fitness community in Austin. Um, She has moved from Austin to Tennessee, to Maryland, to Seattle, to Utah, and has just made such a huge imprint, I think, on these communities when it comes to building and uplifting and inspiring men and women with their bodies and fitness. So y'all, thank you guys so much for listening in. We've got this amazing guest, Mariah Horde, and she's with Revolution Fitness um, and is based in Salt Lake City, Utah at the moment. Thanks, Mariah, for being on today. Thanks for having me. So excited. I'm like, You guys, we were bantering a little bit back and forth for like literally the last 30 minutes before we started recording, just talking and reminiscing about how we met and how her life has changed. I'm like so pumped and excited for you guys out there to listen to this woman's story. It's so inspiring. So Mariah, why don't you just like give us just a little bit of a background of like who you are, what you're doing, what life is kind of like and how you've really built your business to where it is right now. Thank you so much for having me on. So um, I guess my story sort of starts 
you know, my, I, my parents got divorced, unfortunately, when I was a teenager, which any women who've lived through a divorce know that that sort of breaks you up and make, maybe makes you see things differently than other people. And my mom and I did sort of a recovery trip for her to the Middle East. We went to Turkey. And from that, I decided that I wanted to be um, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. So <laughs> I was going to be a, a CIA Middle East person. And so I, 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 my parents had divorced. I didn't have any money. I, I, I hope that my story in, inspires people that with grit and massive action solves all problems. So I wrote my, I did everything I could. And I got into the University of Chicago and I was a Middle East person and I was going to be in the CIA. And then bam, 9-11 happened. And I did not agree with the wars. I thought they were a really bad idea. Um, I won't get into why, but I think anyone living in 2021 knows that um, I was right. <laughs> but everyone said I was crazy, and I, I left the Middle East uh, intelligence community. Um, and then I went into journalism. And um, back then, I felt like journalism was becoming a big sales pitch for the wars. And so I decided I should leave. And everyone said, once again, I was crazy. And I think anyone living in 2021 is probably, it's not a shock to hear that news stations have sort of like striated into like political, selling political agendas. And so, but that was happening even back then. So I went up in fitness. I was a size, I had been a swimmer growing up. I was always really lean. And in my Middle East since I'd gotten really fat. I was about 250 pounds. I was a size 24. And um, like I said, grit and massive action solves all problems. So I tried all these things and nothing was working. I was gaining weight. And I just was so determined. I was like, I'm going to keep doing this until I figure it out. And I finally found a coach actually in Boulder, Colorado, who no had been 300 pounds. Yeah, she, she uh, I don't know if she's still out there, but she'd been 300 pounds. She got herself into a uh, figure competition within a year. And I thought, you know what? If she can do it, she can tell, teach me how to do it. And so what I, I, she transformed me. So within uh, 12 weeks, I was down to a size 10, 12. Oh Another gosh. 12 weeks, I was down to a size uh, zero two, and I maintained it for 20 years. Um, but my point in sharing that part of my story is that if anyone is listening or you've tried a million things and nothing's working, chances are your hunch is probably right. You're, not everybody's body is the same. And so um, uh, when it comes to transformation, you, you really do have to figure out what works for your body, and it's not going to be what works for the person next to you. But I started coaching transformations because, like I said, I kind of dinged out on Middle East and journalism, and um, it turned out I was really good at it. And so I um, I was with Gold's Gym back then, and they would put me in gyms that were sort of floundering. I would I was determined. I was stubborn. So I'd take a gym that was doing 3000 a month in personal training revenue, and I'd turn it into 10000 a month. Or I had a, a gym that had a target of 40000 a month, so I was like, well, what if we did 110? To me, I, you know, it was back then it was always men that spoke revenue targets. But to me, when I could learn to associate revenue targets with life's changed in my mind, I was totally comfortable with them. Cause I felt, I didn't feel like we were selling cars. I felt like we were really changing people's lives. So I was good with, with revenue targets. And, but the culture at Gold's gym back then was a bunch of men, um, not to be sexist, but they were always <laughs> infighting about who was the best and who was yeah. the strongest and not really uplifting each other and trying to help each other. And I remember I went to my friend died, Maggie died. I went to her funeral and I watched these infights at this funeral. And if you could imagine like the Gold's Gym Italian mafia kind of thing. And I was like, I'm done. So I left for Austin, Texas and I had $400 to my name. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a before and after ad. I'm going to put it in a magazine and I'm going to, you know, the time I was sleeping in my car and, oh my uh, you know, long story short, that, that business, I had a vision board that said that I would make a hundred thousand dollars in the first year. And it did. And then I was said it was going to make 400 in the second year and it did. And it was gonna make a million in the third year. And it did. Um, 
but you know, I, I, in that the lights got turned shut off and there were times when I would come home and I'd be like, please let me have power. Please let me have power. Please let me have power. (laughs) And it was scary and awful and horrible, but I, I felt like I was changing lives and I was making an impact and, and there was good in that. And so I went through a lot of variations of that business. I had some falling out with a business partner that almost broke me. And then I had a divorce that almost broke me. And, um, I just, I, you have to be stubborn. I think if you're going to be a business owner and if you're going to transform your body and fitness. So, um, I want to talk to, to women that have been through the single mom thing today about vision boards and the power of that. But at one point when I was single moming it, I had my business. I finally had enough. I had a blank vision board. I got up, I made a vision board of what my next life was going to look like. And it was this house and it was the, the husband and the, and I, I met Brent and he, you know, Brent went to Stanford. He was a pitcher for the Minnesota twins. He's now a lawyer, just about the nicest person you'll ever meet in your entire life. Mm. Um, and the house that was on that vision board wound up being the first house we bought together, bought almost the exact same house in Tennessee. And so, um, I, what, what I, what I hope we talk about today is disrupting your negative process to make a vision board. Even when you feel like, why am I making a vision board? I can't pay yeah. my rent. This is yeah. stupid. Why yeah. am I making a vision board? Like, yeah. I don't even have food in the fridge. Why am I? printing off pictures from the internet and creating a vision when it, it seems like so silly right now. And that, if that you feel like that today, I think that today is the day to do it. Oh yeah. The power of manifesting is so incredibly strong and like it's, it, it happens. Like you continue to put it out there. It will happen. And so I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm in awe of how many ups and downs you've had in your life over the last X amount of years. And you know, being able to continue to move forward, survive, to have this beautiful family. You're now building this business and extending this chapter now into Utah. So like when you decided to go into running and owning your own gym and creating these programs for people, like what was like the light switch that went off for you that you're like, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to hire these people. This program is going to look like this. Because, I mean, starting your own business, especially like a brick and mortar, that is terribly hard. And to be able to like, you know, pull people in to to be these immaculate trainers. Because like, you know, a lot of times people are like, listen, I want to work with you. I don't know if I want to work with all these other people. You're the one I feel comfortable with. You're the one that has completely transformed my body. So how did you kind of like duplicate that and train people to build the business that you have right now? So I appreciate the question. I think the answer is that, and this is going to sound so cheesy, but you really have to like, right now, let's say you lost your job and you're working. I know you and I share, we've had, we've, I worked at Starbucks, you worked at Express. Yeah. Um, you need to be the best person at that job. And that is valuable. And I don't care what they're paying you. And when I was at Gold's, you know, I, I started out, I was going to change lives because my whole, my whole impetus there was like, I had had the, you know, the, I was told I had bad thyroid. I was told I had slow metabolism. I was told I had all these things and I knew I could transfer myself. So I knew I could help other people. And so when I started there, really my, my clients, I really wanted, I didn't want the guy that was like, I just want to lose 3% body fat. I wanted the woman that was like, 150 pounds overweight because I knew I could help her and change her life. And I Mm. really had a heart for those people. And when I started doing that and adding value there and just being the one that worked the hardest, then, you know, and it was very male leadership back then, the male leadership started to be like, um, well, you know, Mariah, like you, you closed, that he's closed, you know, 10,000 in revenue last month. And I'm like, I did. And you know, what, could you close 20,000 this month? And I, I, I think as a female, we're such, and I don't mean to be sexist, we are caretakers. When I heard that, it made me uncomfortable. 
Yeah. I don't want to close revenue. I don't want to take people's credit cards. I don't want to. So I really had to do a gut check. And when I thought, well, wait a minute, like, do you really believe you can change their life? Like, yeah. And so therefore, do you feel like you're doing something immoral to get them signed up that day? Gold gym, you get a credit card, call your husband, get run the credit. No, I don't think it's immoral. Now, let's be clear. I would never have sold used cars, but in that capacity, I, I did not have a problem with it. So then I started, I wanted to perform. So I started to chase the revenue target for my boss. And suddenly I was be, being given these huge revenue targets and to get there, to produce the kind of quality that was going to bring in $120,000 a month in personal training back when that wasn't done, it was all memberships. I had to build out a great program. So I had to really go like, okay, so here's the, t- the target. So the target, you tell me the target is $110,000, $120,000 a month. How am I going to get there? Well, I'm going to have to make sure that everybody that works for me has, is, is duplicated my method. So I have to make sure that I'm having the meeting once a week with them to make sure to see how their clients are progressing. And I'm going to have to spend the time with them and I'm going to have to invest in them. And if I can do that, then I can hit this revenue target. And like I said, I, so I did it in, my point is I did it inside of Gold's first and I was not paid very much money to do it, but it gave me this safe space where I knew I was going to get a paycheck to be able to go off on my own and do it. So then when I went off on my own and did it, um, you know, the months when there were, there wasn't money coming in, um, because there wasn't, uh, for, you know, about the six months after I bought my first ad, I still knew how to do it because I'd done it within someone else's company. So, um, I guess what I would say is that if I were giving advice to an entrepreneur, I would say, you know, if you want to own a shoe store when you grow up, you might, you probably want to go work in a shoe store for a year yeah. or two, but no, you're doing it because you're going to go own, own your own shoe store and figure out everything they're doing wrong and figure out how you would do it right. And then do it right. And try not to have the attitude of like, well, they're paying me $8 an hour and you, you know, I can't pay the rent and I have to have roommates. Like try to be positive and say, well, but, um, you know, that's okay. Cause this is only for a season and I am planning to have my own business. And when I leave, I'm going to leave with credibility and you know, ev- no one's ever going to have anything bad to say about me. So, um, I think doing it inside someone else's business would be my first piece of advice. Oh, hundred percent. Well, you know, I, like as you were telling and talking to us about this, I was th- sitting there thinking and remembering when I first met you and started working out at one of your gym programs in the Lakeway area called fit systems at the time, I had been working with this executive chef um, for a couple years from New York, and it was basically raw food. And, you know, when I started your program and paleo was the the nutrition guidance around that, I was like, okay, I got to make some of my favorite dishes that were either like solely raw vegetarian or extremely unhealthy and transform it into a paleo dish that still tasted really amazing and, and can be part of this program and be credited for it. So I remember, I I think you just had a baby and I had made some sort of paleo casserole of a casserole that I grew up. I remember too. (laughs) was amazing well yeah, like, I remember. <laughs> so you I like made that for you when you just had the baby and I, I say like six weeks later you you came back into the gym or maybe it was like two weeks later actually but you were like um I need you to start cooking for people like and I thought like oh my god I don't think I can do that like you're like no you need to make this a business I'm gonna hand you like 10 clients right now Like, and you like pushed me into it and I had to like figure it out and jump through hoops and it ended up blowing up to this absolute huge business that I couldn't even handle and maintain on my own that I had to hire like sous chefs and cleaners. And, you know, and that's what really got me into this whole realm of like green juice and tequila and, you know, and health coaching people. So like, 
truly you have made like you know when you're talking about that I was like god she really did that for me too she inspired me to do that and I mean that program that we were in was absolute life-changing I'm like y'all I've been a fitness junkie for most of my life I've done pretty much almost every exercise under the sun you can possibly think of when I came into fit systems and started your program I had just had a baby I think I was 19% body fat. I was like 140 pounds, which was pretty heavy for my frame. I was super soft. I was trying to do everything I possibly could. I was green juicing, vegan, eating raw, doing yoga five days a week, and nothing was working. And so when I came in and worked with you, it was like five days, you know, two days a week with you, three days of homework, eating paleo. I went from like 19% body fat to 8% body fat in seven weeks. I've never in my life ever looked like that. I was like, how did she do this? So I I say this to people because like you really, you are very gifted and talented. This is, this is totally your niche. So if you were to give like three pieces of advice to people to like where to start. Cause some people are like so confused. I don't even know what to do. Like what are those three first steps that they can take in a sense of getting into a, a lifestyle that you have coached and, and inspired to. So the, uh, I'm going to give you three and the, the third one is going to come across as a teensy bit salesy, but hear my heart. I'm gen- I'm saying it from an authentic place. So let <laughs> yeah. me start on the first one. The first one is make your vision board period. If you don't have your vision board, but it's the line from the Bible, like he without a vision will perish. You know, it sounds cheesy. I've got a blank one right here because we're making some life changes right now. And I need to take my own advice and make the new one. But without the vision in front of you, your energy is completely, there's, there's no point. So it feels silly, but print out the picture of the girl running the marathon in the sports bar on the shorts, or, you know, print out the picture of the the girl in the bikini on the beach and you know, and I always tell people, don't brown paper bag vanity. Most of us are vain to a certain extent. So if this is all about vanity for you, then print out a bunch of, you know, supermodels or, or whatever. You know, if that's not your bag and you just want to feel better, then that's fine. Then print out a picture of a girl who's running and sweating and it makes you feel inspired. But get it in front of you because there's something powerful about, about having it in front of you. Um, this The second point I would make is hire a reputable coach because there's something powerful about, you know, I always call this with my clients, ship burning. You burn the ships, you're stuck on the island, you have to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. So there's something about hiring a coach and frankly paying them um, a certain amount of money where you have skin in the game, you know, and, and on the topic of, of ship burning, I would tell all of your friends that you're going to do this or as comfortable as you are sharing with three or four or five people. Um, so that you feel like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Because that's a really good position to to be in. Um, the third thing I will say, you know, you asked, sort of the question was like, what's your magic? So my magic has always been customization. Um, the, no two bodies are alike. And I think coming at this from the position of, I was the person that was bad thyroid, slow, you know, they told me I needed thyroid medication. It didn't make sense to me. They told me I needed a knee surgery. It didn't make sense to me. They told me I needed Prozac. So I had the worst of the worst metabolisms. I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. My PCOS sisters know they're probably out there nodding right now going like, yeah, it makes it hard to lose weight. So when you're stubborn enough to figure out how to pull off a transformation on a body like mine, well, then you get metal and it's like, this is easy. You know, so the magic is that people are different and that you can customize programs to the individual. And I, this was always a magic that I had that I t- taught my trainers, but it was not replicable. Like you had to kind of learn it in doing. And 
this is where I'm going to come across as, as salesy and I apologize, but I'm being genuine. <laughs> um, I, I found, I discovered this when I came out of retirement this most recent time, I discovered this company that actually does DNA tests. And when I first heard about it, I thought it was silly, honestly, but Brent and I ran them on ourselves. It's called, company's called ID life. I work with them now. Um, and they matched what I knew about Brent and I from coaching our transformation. So I said, well, let me run it on five of my clients I've been working with for 20 years. And we, we ran it, it matched. And I thought, of course it's, of course it's genetic. I knew that was genetic. And, um, so at the risk of sounding salesy, the third thing I would do is, you know, I wouldn't, if anyone reached out to me, I would never say you need to hire me as a coach immediately. I would say we need to get your DNA test back because that's going to tell us why, if you've had trouble transforming, why you haven't been able to transform. Cause in your case, Mel, there were some pretty clear indicators of what was going on. It was pretty easy fix, but in some people's cases, it's a much more complex, you know, I've got one gal in Austin. She works at UT. She loves to work out. She has F45 plus that she runs. She does all the things. And for years, I've been asking her to work out less because it was like, I guarantee you don't burn fat efficiently from workouts. If your goal is to lose body fat, you're doing the wrong thing unless you want to win the Olympics. And um, we got her DNA test back and it said she doesn't burn fat efficiently from exercise. And I was like, see, I told you. She wouldn't listen to me, but finally she's listening to her DNA test. So she's actually got a plan that works for her body. And so my point is, is that if you're struggling somewhere, it's not that you don't have good self-control it's not that you, you know, that Mel is amazing and you're not. It, I believe that it's you haven't figured out all of the pieces of the puzzle for you yet. And I'm saying this as someone who doesn't have any self-control. I don't. Who is a sugar addict. I am. Um, and whose body is not good at burning fat for fuel. Mine's not. So if I'm sitting here today in a size 2-4 saying this to you, then surely uh, I must. There, there must be something to that. A hundred percent. Well, and that, I won't, like, I will say, I think that what you just said too, it's like with your one client, overworking out can cause your body to not be able to transform too. And I think at that point, you ask yourself, are you overworking out because you really want your body to look a certain way? Are you overworking out because you are stressed and you have anxiety and you, you don't have self-confidence? Like there's something that's deeper that's going on there. It's what's driving you to be a crazy pants. Or And it's always lovely to hear, I've heard it from you, I've heard it from some other really amazing trainers in the past too, that it's like, you know, I only work out two or three days a week. You know, and you're like, what? And it's like, Yes, and I'm giving you permission to do the same. You're like, I can yeah. do that, and I'm going to get the results yeah. that I want by slowing down yeah. and doing it the right way. So it's just like so great to hear that yeah. that is still the case. And your before and afters of all your clients are just like incredible. So, I mean, I will believe and do and follow. I'm sure a lot of people are say the same thing that's worked with you. It's like you just do exactly what Mariah tells you to do, and you're going to look good. I promise you. You're going to feel great. I am. I appreciate that. And I love what you just said, because you're right that a lot of women, we, we, we hard charge and we have to keep up with the Joneses and we have to do all these things. And, uh, you know, if, if some of my clients, I wish I could give them a pill to get them to stop doing all that. So their cortisol levels would drop. Yeah. Um, I wish they would all sell their house in Austin, Texas and move to Boulder, Colorado and chill out a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, they're getting out their sleep for four hours. And I heard someone the other day refer to that as like they're getting up early to go do fasted cardio. And he said, that's like stepping over dollars to pick up nickels. Yeah. I was like, I turned to Brandon mm. because we were, I was like, that's exactly what that is. Like yeah. you're not getting enough sleep. You're totally stressed out. You're on the treadmill. Like, Yes. Stop. Get, let's get your stress levels down. Yes. I think stress is such a huge piece of any type of weight loss or transform transformation experience and journey. I mean, like I will like like we talked about before we got on here, it's like, 
you know, Austin for me was like a very high vibrational city. And it for me was just too much. It was like my thyroid was having issues. I was having adrenal fatigue. My hair was falling out. Like it was so intense. And then I come out to the mountains, which mountains maybe not be everyone's happy place. But for me, that's medicine. Like I'm an earth sign, so I need to be grounded. And being out here, all of a sudden, I'm like, God, I'm happy. Like it's just yeah. way, it's a way different experience being in this yeah. community than in a community maybe that is not necessarily a healthy community for you. You just have to kind of. Well, I, I, I'm glad you said that, Mel, because I was going to say, you know, living in Salt Lake City, we moved here for all sorts of reasons. We love so many things about it. We love the culture, the community. We love the church. We're not church members, but we have a lot of respect for yeah. LDS culture and the way that they prioritize family. And we just adore it but one thing I've started to learn being in this community and I'm hoping maybe you get some listeners from Salt Lake City that'll hear this is that I've heard from so many women that they feel this pressure to keep up with the Joneses but they wish they didn't and it's weird because you hear it from the one neighbor and then you hear it from the other and it's like they're talking about each other she's like, well Stacy is so I should and then you know what is it Stacy comes and she's like well Martha is so I should and I'm like hearing them both say the same thing and you wish you could you know uh, I never would 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 break into the, the sort of trainer code of secrecy, but uh, I hear a lot of women that feel, and, and not all realists going to relate to this. This is more of an LDS thing, but they, I think there's some parallels. They all feel like they should be good at cooking and taking care of people. They feel like they're not good in that area. Yeah. And maybe most modern women feel like they should be able to like own a business in high heels and have a baby right oh here. And gosh, they feel like right? they're not good in that area. Gosh. And they, they all have their own little, like, you know, I have one friend right now whose husband is struggling with some addiction issues and, uh, you know, Brett and I are very transparent about, I am a sugar addict. I can't have sugar in my house. I will eat it. Um, and Brent is, uh, an alcoholic and we, he does not drink. He, his dad and his, uh, grandfather had that gene and he's got it too. And so we don't drink in our house and we're transparent about that. But I think here people closet those things cause they're ashamed. Yep. And, um, I think there is something to, I like what you said about transformation journey. Cause notice you were like, what's the secret sauce? I'm like, well, start with the vision board start with burning your ships. I didn't give you how you do it. But I know that when you start that, you're going to find the path. Um, but I think that knowing that no one has it together, everyone feels stressed out when you overstretch yourself, everyone feels terrible that there, even if you think your neighbor, Martha is, is doing it all and you're not, she's probably lying. She's yeah. probably just filming the highlight reel for Instagram. So don't, don't believe it. It's not real. Well, and you, I mean, you're, you're kind of speaking from your own personal story. I feel like too, because like you, you were like a single mom, you had two girls, you were, you had this business, had to turn the lights off, had to figure it out, had to shift here. And you just kept moving forward. So I think your story is really inspiration, especially for, you know, women who maybe are going through the same situation right now. I mean, God, freaking COVID. I feel like so many people are getting divorces. It's just wild this this past year, this last 18 months. So I'm like, what, you know, what can you say to those women? Like what, what was the fire that kept you going and moving forward in those times? I think it starts before that. When I moved to Austin, I was so green, and maybe you can hear it in the way I talk. Like, I just wanted to change lives. I was going to change the world. We were going to make a million dollars a year. We're going to grow. We're going to franchise, and we're going to – I took a business partner without getting too far into the details there. um, uh, She and I had a little bit of a falling out, and um, I think maybe I would say to young entrepreneurs, uh, you know, 
you need to put your guard up a little bit because you might not care about money, but that's not necessarily true about any everyone. And so when that fallout was probably the worst, the, the marriage was bad, but that fallout, um, my reputation was ruined. Um, there were, uh, that was bad. And so I just had this, you know, when I was sleeping through multiple days at a time because I was so depressed and, and it had gone from, oh, Mariah is the queen of transformation in Austin to people putting up Facebook pages about how crazy I was and trying to slander me. They all came back later and apologized. But in that, I had this deep abiding belief that I hadn't done anything wrong and that I would do the right thing. I just always believed that it was going to be happy in the end. I just always believed that. And you might right now, like, from your, your, your chest up, like in your lungs, you might feel like there's no way because everything is so awful, but your gut really does feel like in the end, it's going to be okay. So um, let me speak through your depression today. You might have the window shades drawn, but that feeling that you have that it's going to be okay is right. But right out of that partner breakup, I sort of you know, shifted gears and rebranded into fit systems, the functional integrated training systems. And the previous company had been revelation fitness. But I wanted to get away. I just needed to be away from that because it was painful. And so we opened up in Lakeway, which back then was just a small town area of Austin and now is like the um, Beverly Hills of Austin. So um, <laughs> and we were doing great. But I think you, you know, Mel could probably speak to it that I was miserable. My marriage was bad. I was my husband was taking advantage of me. I was just in a bad place. And you know, so I think that when that one fell apart, it's embarrassing. You don't want to fail. You know, you're like, rah, 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 we can all do it. We can all transform. And then you fail and it's just mortifying. And so same thing. If you're in that place right now, your shades are drawn, you know, chest up, your lungs feel like nothing's ever going to be okay. I don't know how I'm going I'm to feed my kids their next meal, but your stomach says it's always, it's going to be okay. Your stomach is right. Um, you know, it was years after, uh, when I was single momming, two babies under two, I was as I was fat as I gained all my weight back um, during my pregnancies. I'm one of these women that gains all their weight back, which just is. And I had to transform again, so I'm like trying to keep my kids fed, and I'm trying to transform. And I'm, you know, it, it just was a nightmare. I was so depressed. My shades were drawn. My <laughs> the windows were dark, um, but my chest up, my lungs said everything's a nightmare. I can't pay my rent, and my stomach said everything's going to be okay, and it was. And I just think if you can, if you can stop and make a vision board at every point in your life and listen to that small, still voice, you know, when I moved back to Austin, now I'm going to sound like a nutcase, but I had a, a near death experience. I'd gotten the flu, going somewhere with this. I'd gotten the flu. I had toxic shock syndrome and I think I may have died in the hospital, but at any rate, I had an NDE, near death experience. And a voice had told me I was in Maryland. I was in Annapolis, Maryland, a voice had told me to go back to Austin and I listened to it. And my family all said that I was insane my sister literally got on facebook and posted if mariah comes to seattle don't give her any money she's she's having a, a bipolar episode she's insane this is my sister thanks um but the voice said that and i was listening to it and i literally like a month later met brent and my life now i have a life that anyone would envy honestly i, re I remember that i remember you moved to maryland with the girls i saw it on facebook and then i was like she's back she's back oh my gosh voice told me do I sound insane but but I don't care if I sound insane because back then I knew you know and of course like two months later whenever I met Brent my, my family is all like <laughs> we always do you know but the small still voice not the chest so don't listen to the lungs listen to the belly go to your yoga class breathe in your tummy listen to the tummy and and I met Brent and it was just perfect timing and so um you know I I adjust and now you know my life is enviable I don't mean that to rub it and I just know that right now if you've got those shades drawn it's going to be enviable. Enviable. Do two things. One, make the vision board 
to ignore everything going on in your chest and the people that are telling you you're crazy and you're a bad person or your ex-husband says that you're a horrible person, whatever it is, just ignore it. And, um, you know, if you have to go on, uh, on, on food stamps for a while, you're going to be okay. You know, just, uh, push through it and make the vision board because it, it is going to be okay. You're the, the, I think we do have guardian angels and I do think that they speak into your gut. And I think that your gut knows that it's going to be okay. Even if you're wasting all this energy up here being depressed. Yeah. I did. So I'm not judging. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a lot of energy being depressed. Well, I think a lot of people can relate to that too. It's just like when you have so much pressure and heaviness and how your body like just takes that on. And, you know, I think even just hearing a story like yours and, and someone giving you permission to be like, let that go. You're going to be okay. You know, that's, yeah. that was a mantra of mine for a really long time. It's going to be okay. So I yeah. literally, like, have followed your journey and your story over the last couple of years, and I've seen you just completely turn your life around multiple times and have these amazing people around you, these little angel babies. And, oh, my gosh, she's, y'all, she's got three three kids, and they are the most beautiful kids. Holy moly. Like, thank you. And I can, I can argue t- that one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I can't. I know. You too. Yeah. You too. <laughs> well, I can just tell and I can just, I can see it in your photos even now. Like you are truly happy and you're in such a good space and you know, you're, you're just, you've got a very tight unit family and I'm just so happy for you on that. And I'm excited to, you know, hear more about your offerings and, you know, what you're doing now. But before we do that, I always play a game on my podcast called 20 Questions. Uh-oh. I know. Here we go. <laughs> I know. So we can just get to know you, get to know the Mariah outside of like the fitness guru or the mom or the the warrior. I'm like, I want to know like the little stuff that like the everyday things that people won't maybe see or know just watching you through your story. So it's yeah, 20 questions. Yeah. Are you cool with playing? I love it. Okay, awesome. I like, yes, I, I love it. Okay, first question. Are you a coffee, tea drinker, no caffeine? What's your jam? Um, I live in Salt Lake City, so I don't drink coffee with two tablespoons of heavy cream and stevia in it every morning, like by the cup. Coffee. <laughs> yeah, I love I it. I take it down with tea. I don't understand the tea thing. I'm sure you're all sophisticated that do it, but I just never could get into it. Oh my gosh. I completely understand. I try to, I, I tinker with it, but I always go back to coffee. Yeah. Are you, yeah, are yeah, you an do. ocean or a mountain girl if you were to travel? Mountain. Around? Mountain. And where is mountain. your was yeah. favorite place you've ever traveled to? Istanbul, Turkey. If you haven't been, get hang up the podcast and go. The people are so kind. You'll get off the airplane. They'll be like, Mel, come with me. You're my sister. Like, let me come cook for you. Aww. So nice. The culture is amazing. The food is amazing. You got to go to Turkey. I love it. Favorite athletic brand that you like to wear? Um... I think probably Lululemon is carried yeah. as it is. I gave up on them for a long time because I was like, oh, you know, they were the small brand that we all knew and then they went corporate and I was too good for them forever. And I recently did a photo shoot and I didn't have time to go anywhere else. And I was like, I guess I'll go to Lulu. And I went in and I was like, like Dang it. gosh, there's a reason why these are so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just fits so well. They're so flattering. I know. Yeah, okay, what's yeah. your favorite athletic shoe? I'm kind of obsessed with shoes right now and I'm always like, what's the next shoe that's like the big fitness favorite that everybody likes to wear. Okay, so athletic shoes. So, you know, I like my clients still do yoga and cardio and weight training and, and crossfit. So I like the Nike Metcons because they have an insert in the back that you can take out. So they turn from like this nice soft running shoe to like an athletic, like an Olympic lifting shoe. So they're very versatile. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, favorite skincare product, like moisturizer, vitamin C. Like what is your go-to? Oh, like no, you can't live without it. 
do I have an addiction? And this is like asking an alcoholic what their favorite vodka is. I have <laughs> issues. Um, I'm, 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 I, the SkinCeuticals has a vitamin C serum that you put on your skin because you're going to work out outside and you need a barrier. Literally, so you were like the 10th person who has said this to me. That. Do I need to it's get amazing. this? You need to go get it and then okay. you do it in the morning. You don't even have to wash your face. If you shower the night before, you just do a little oil absorber. You do the SkinCeutical C and then you put your, um, whatever cheap, um, uh, help me, sunblock on top okay. and then you're, you're good. It's, it's like magic. Ugh. Literally, I'm like, I was in the spa this past weekend for Mother's Day and they had SkinCeuticals and the lady was like, you should get the vitamin C serum. It's the best. I'm yeah. like. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do mountains it. because in the sun and the sun will ruin your skin. Yep. Totally. Yep. What's your favorite guilty pleasure food? So we make, Brett and I make a, a mean paleo pizza that's like cauliflower crust and then we make a mean paleo chocolate pie that's like nut crust with like chocolate I, I can get I'll send you the recipe you can share it with people and then I have this mean really good paleo pecan pie that's made oh some really vegetable dates yeah Stop actually it. I should send you the recipe and you should make it because you're Miss Thang and then you can send, <laughs> freeze it and send it to people <laughs> your new business could you make my paleo pie please and send it to me because oh my god 100 yeah. percent. send it over my way yeah yeah what is the most memorable moment you can go back to? Like it can be from childhood, it can be from last week, like a moment that has impacted you. I'd say my first date with Brent, as cheesy as that sounds, because I knew, always knew in my tummy what my life was going to be. And I met a lot of people and had a lot of experiences that didn't line up with that. And I was like, oh, this just isn't. And I literally, when I met Brent, like I was like that, Flash, it was that movie with the vampires where you had the flash board and you could see the uh, twilight where you can see your future. I literally could see my future and I just saw myself and be like, gut check, I need to sleep on this and make sure this is what I really think it is. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, no, this is what I thought it was. And it's kind of that moment where you, um, you just realize that like everything's kind of come full circle. So definitely my first date with Brent. I hope he's somewhere in the house and can hear that. So. Aww, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. How did yeah. he, how did he propose to you while we're on this topic? Um, we like literally like maybe on the first date, um, we just were in these two like syncopatic, like it was just, um, so I think he proposed to me first in the laundry room, like a couple days after we met. And then he officially proposed to me like a month later. I moved in like a month later, honestly. Um, but I'd say our official proposal, I don't know. I think he'd say he proposed in the laundry room or maybe on the first date. I kind of freaking love that. I think that is the cutest thing. You always hear these like extravagant, crazy, you know, like engagement and baby reveals on YouTube, but like something like that that's so intimate and special, like those are the best. I think for both of us just knowing, like knowing, because we've been through a lot and he'd been through a lot too. So just knowing like, Yeah. yeah. Favorite book. Um, this is going to sound salesy, but Grit by Logan Stout is my current favorite book. Logan Stout was the CEO and founder of the company I'm with now, ID Life, that I really credit with, you know, I've spent so many years, like you have to customize, but there's nobody that can do it but me unless they've been trained by me. You have to customize based on the person. And when he discovered this technology for the DNA test that had been on Shark Tank, he's like, I'm going to make, he came out of retirement, he's like, I'm going to make a business out of this. And I'm so grateful he did because it actually worked. You know, I told you when I first heard of it, I thought it was silly. But it worked. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is, you know. And um, But he wrote, wrote a book called Grit, and I read it, and it resonated with me because I was like, that's what you have to have. That's the most important. That's the cornerstone of everything is is grit. And when someone says no, pressing on. And when people say, like, Mel's just crazy, pressing on. And when 
people slander you pressing on. And so I, I think Grip by Logan Stout right now would be my favorite book. Love it. Most influential woman that you are aspire to or inspire from? You're going to make do one, aren't you? <laughs> you can do any. It can be a celebrity. It can be a fitness person. It can be family, friends. Yeah. No, I, I, I love the question. I think I, I'm going to dodge it and say that, like, I think it's important. I think you're not really a woman if you don't appreciate all the different kinds of women, which is to say, Mel, you are so inspiring in your unique you. And, it's, you know, that's just different from Deborah from the Bible. That's just different than Oprah. And if I'm like, oh, I only like these type A females that are like me that are, you know, sort of like masculine in their cadence and bearing and that go get it. Well, then how am I ever going to work with the woman who's more soft and maybe just stays at home and is a stay-at-home mom? So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dodge it and say every woman I, women I meet every single day, I, I have yet to meet a woman in all my years in business where I'm like, there's just not something about her that makes me I wish I was a little bit more like her in that respect. So, to, to you, you Mel, today you get you get well, you get the pedestal. Oh my goodness! Well, thank you, sister. What's your what is your mantra right now? Prove it can be done. That's been my mantra for a long time. Is prove it can be done because it's you need it with transformation. You got to prove that you can go from a size twenty four to size zero. You got to prove that you can start over. You got to prove that you can, it can be done as a single mom. You got to prove that it can be done as a black woman in a in a in a weird time you got to prove it can be done as a latina you got to prove it can be done as wherever you're at prove it can be done i love it most embarrassing moment when i broke up with the first business partner mm-hmm. and they literally uh the the couple people that were working for it they've apologized but they started a facebook page that was uh we don't do crazy because the spin was that i must just be crazy um and you know wow. that, that way you can Man, it's sort of what men do to women when we get divorced sometimes, isn't mm-hmm. it? Well, she's just crazy, not, yeah. not I wasn't doing, you know. But uh, it, it was mortifying to go from, like, we're right eyes on the, you know, the pages of the magazines, and she's the, you know, transformation, she's yes. so inspiring, she's so wonderful to, well, she's just crazy. I was like, of course I'm crazy. You have to be crazy to go from size 24 to size zero. You have to be crazy to look at someone that's 300 pounds overweight and tell them you're going to turn them into a supermodel. I've always been crazy. Like, this became a bad thing when. But it was, that was embarrassing and hard, and there's a lot of hiding that yeah. that time yeah if you were to open up a bakery what would you name it paleo as something as good at maybe i name it as good as because you know if you bake paleo muffins they're just as good as not better yeah. than the real thing so oh my gosh i love that as. Now you're going to need yeah. to go buy the domain right now because someone's going to listen to us <laughs> and they're going to go buy it and they're going to start a business. Make some investors. Yeah, yeah. No, you need the investors. I will tell you what I want and you go do it just like you did in Austin. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't have Brent, Brent. You and Brent would actually, sure, he's got he's got the cooking. I, I'm okay, but I'm not a chef like you. Oh my gosh. Okay, what's your zodiac sign? Do you know? Scorpio. Scorpio. You didn't know, like, can you just guess that? Oh my gosh. I was like, you're definitely like, well, Scorpio's water sign. I'm curious to see what your moon and rising sign would be. I don't know. I bet but you I have some cancer in there. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I'm married yeah. to a Scorpio, so. Oh, you are? Okay. So stay on his good side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, the, the bullheaded, the determined bullheaded stuff in that sign resonates with me yeah and it's interesting because you talked about who's your favorite woman and I had a daughter that was supposed to be a Scorpio but I 
wound up doing intentionally did an early C-section very early for lots of reasons. And so she was born into the Libra sign and she's like the opposite. She's not a peacemaker. She's like, I do it myself. Yep. And I'm like, I wonder if it's like, so it's a moment of conception, but I've had to really grow with my first daughter because she is so the peacemaker and she is so the one that's going to be happy. And she's so like, just this beautiful, amazing, soft, feminine, girly, and it's so not me. And so I've had to grow my love for, for that part of the feminine. And, um, uh, I think I, I've had enough women criticize me for not being female enough or woman enough or whatever that means that I would never, I, I always, I never would have criticized a woman for being different than me, but now I really have to appreciate women that are different than me. And I think that's something we can all glean is that, you know, I think it becomes really popular to the strong Instagram influencers that have a really strong voice and are really opinionated. It's very easy to hate them. And um, when they make a mistake, it's easy for the crowd to just turn on them and yeah. turn them into these horrible, evil. And, and I think they call that witch burning. Um, yeah. And I've seen a lot of it lately. And I think we as women really need to step back and go like, is that what is that serving? Like, how is that making me feel better about myself? Like, I just don't think it's a good habit to be in. Yeah, I completely agree. It's half the reason why I wanted to start this podcast was to break those barriers down. What is yeah. your like self-care regimen? Like if you were going to take a pause, like what nurtures your soul, makes you feel more grounded? That's a good question. We don't do much in our house. You know, we, we really, we really don't. We get, we set good boundaries. You know, we wake up and we take the kids to school and we work out and we eat clean and we cook. And like, if I had, you know, two months to just do, we probably even do exactly what we already do. So we try to make this lifestyle fun. And I think that's key to people. So it, literally it's just waking up and having the coffee and taking the kids to school and doing the workout and eating clean. And, um, just, uh, we we're intentional about about living a really grounded lifestyle if that makes sense yes i love that favorite tv series you're watching right now we like murder shows Mm -hmm. um we watch a lot of murder something fascinating about what is going on (laughs) we're watching this one right now about uh uh skinwalker ranch which is about a ranch in utah that has um aliens so i highly recommend that one oh my gosh that one that sounds so great Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. If I were to open your bedside table, what would I find in there? <laughs> so you would find. Now you're really going to get to like, like I'm, I'm, I, I hate the word masculine and feminine, but um, I've got grit by Logan Stout. I've got 10x by Grant Cardone. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a very fast talking real estate developer. Um, I've got another one by Grant. I've got a bunch of books that I tend to gravitate for the men that are like fast talking, wheeling and maybe it's because the gold's gym thing. I've got all those kinds of books. Love it. I like I, if you were, if I were to turn my camera right, around right now, you would see like two huge plates of supplements right now next to my plate. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah, my my covered. I, I yeah, I, I, I'm I'm I told you I'm with ID Life now and I, I am crazy about that, but that's not in my bedside, that's in my uh, my pantry. Oh my god, my mine probably needs to be in the pantry. Okay, <laughs> always end my last question with this. Are you green juice or tequila? Ooh, so you know that's a good question. I would have said tequila, but my husband and I both struggle with addiction, so we're green juice now. But um, for us, the healthiest thing to do was to just we just I don't touch sugar because when I start, I can't stop. And 
he just doesn't have strength. So um, if maybe if Frank goes to Bora Bora for a couple months, you and I can talk about the together. Right <laughs> yeah. now, right now, being juice. Yeah, out of respect for him. So. I oh, I love that. I mean, al- alcoholism yeah. runs in my family too. So I always keep myself in check. I'm like, okay, I never yeah. want to cross that boundary because I've seen yeah. Him destruction that it's done to our family members but and green juice and tequila always taste really good together if you ever get a wild hair (laughs) those two things they bled and the meaning of green juice and tequila too you know like the balancing of these both worlds I think you can probably display both I love that I love that. Yeah. yeah. So girl, what can we do? Like as listeners, what are you, what's your next venture? What are, what do we expect to see? What program are you putting out there? Like how can people find you? So I appreciate that. So my website is revelationfitness.io. My passion is still the same as it's always been. It's the woman or the man who has tried everything and nothing is working. Um, I know I know how to fix it. But, you know, I told you, I, I decided to reopen Salt Lake City. I took out ads. I like, blew up my schedule. I'm training all these transformations, getting great results, and then I was going to hire employees again. But when I discovered ID Life and I realized that the DNA tests actually work, my goal has always been to scale what I do. So I, my goal has always been that you aren't like, oh, Mariah's program worked and I have to go find Mariah. Like, well, you know, not everybody can work with me. I'm until, you know, I do do Skype, but um, I, I've always tried to scale customization. And when I discovered that, this technology allows us to scale customization. I'm like, I can work with anyone. So if um, you wanted to transform yourself, I'd say check out the website. It's revelationfitness.io. Find me on Instagram. It's at Brent Mariah Horde. And if you send me a message, um, probably the first thing I'm going to say is let's get you a DNA test. And then when I get that back, I can tell you 90% of what you need to do, which is crazy. I've never, it's always been, you have to, you know, work with me for 12 weeks and you know, you've got to go all in. And now it's amazing that I actually can tell a person up front. So I want a um, DNA test. I want to know. What's you going. should. I totally am I, in. I want it. I already can tell you some things that um, from having worked with you before that I already know about you, but it is still interesting to see it on paper and be like, oh, that's where that was coming from, you know? Oh my gosh. So. I'm like, I think awareness is so key, y'all. And, and so is knowledge. Knowledge and information, I think, is what can really transform and change who you are, what direction you want to yeah. go into. So, I 100% y'all I have done Mariah's programs before I've seen the work she is exceptional I would highly highly suggest you all reach out to her if you're willing to do some major transformation in your life and and be able to be guided by her advice and expertise and get the DNA test holy moly this sounds life-changing well Mariah thank you so much for coming on today I'm so grateful it was so nice to like catch up and talk with you and I can't wait for people to hear your story and and be able to to reach out and and work with you thank you and actually it sounds like I may be seeing you on your yoga class on Friday morning just use Zoom I love it Love it. I needed some milk in my life. Yay. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Mama, for hopping on. And y'all, thanks so much for listening to Green Juice and Tequila. If you liked this episode, please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. We'd be so grateful and appreciative. And y'all have a wonderful day.